In this episode of Upward Calling, we talk about the danger of envy. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with University Church of Christ evangelist Josh Creel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Friday. Well, how are you doing, Josh? Kenny, I'm doing all right. I guess we could explain just a little bit that we're a little delayed this week for a couple of reasons. I'm in I'm in Alabama. My mom had uh, hip replacement surgery and so was was helping out there and uh, she got home yesterday and she's doing great. And then we had some uh, wonderful technical difficulties when we tried to record last night. So <laughs> it's Wednesday morning uh, and uh, hopefully we're going to make it through this just fine. How's your mom? She's doing really well. Um, Good. This is her second hip replacement. She had the other one done about 10 years ago. Uh, but she was, by the time we left the hospital, uh, using a walker, walking up and down the hallway. She's walking around the house uh, with the use of the walker, of course. But uh, uh, she's doing really well. So You're a good son, Josh. Well, this past week, as JP uh, talked about 1 Corinthians 13. Um, and this time he talked about envy and jealousy. This is a really simple question. Why do we struggle with envy, you think? Well, first, um, I think JP did a really good job at the beginning of the lesson differentiating between envy and jealousy, because I do think I think those are, are concepts that we kind of get uh, confused. And so even mm-hmm. when, when in Scripture it speaks of God being jealous for us yeah. uh, and, and the idea of there being a place for jealousy, a, a mm-hmm. husband— should be jealous for the affection of his wife. A wife should be jealous for the affection of her husband, uh, not not wanting those affections to be given elsewhere. Envy, though, is where we are wanting, desiring um, what others have. And mm-hmm. why is it a, a, a struggle for Christians? Well, there, I'd say there's a couple of reasons. One, because we're human and, and we still have those those struggles that, that John talks about in 1 John 2 and verse 16, where we are fighting against the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Yeah. Uh, we are hopefully, uh, prayerfully putting those things to death, mm-hmm. but we do have those struggles. And so where we find envy in the world and where people are envious of status, people are envious of opportunity, people are envious of uh, monetary, uh, financial uh, blessings that people have. We yeah. find ourselves envious of those things sometimes. But I would say being a Christian sometimes adds a, as another layer to this, and JP spoke about this some, is that we are, we are envious of where other people are spiritually. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we see the, the great servants in the church and, you know, part of it, it can be good. You know, if we're, if we're looking at these people and, and as Paul says, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so we're trying to imitate others. That's good. Mm-hmm. But it's when we, we become envious of those people and we become mm-hmm. envious of, of what they've achieved and who they are, then, then that's a problem. Yeah. I, I, I remember this, I had a conversation. I, it was a guy who was, who was a very gifted public speaker and I was asking him how I could do that as well. He said, the first thing you need to do very quickly is get 50 years worth of experience. In the, and, and as soon as you can get that under your belt, 
then then here are the steps. And of course, his argument was this takes time and, and you just have to basically pace yourself and get enough mileage on the odometer that you're somebody who's and, you know, you're going to mess a lot of things up. And, but but stop trying to wish your life away. Just just take advantage of, of the time that you have and get experiences. And that was his point. And I, I, I was always very grateful for that advice. But anyway, um, it seems to me that envy and ingratitude are often neighbors. Um, how does envy cause us to be unappreciative of the gifts God has given us? You know, I, that, I think that's one of the main dangers of, of envy is that it does lead to this this constant sense of, of ungratefulness, um, and that that's true of anything that we're envious for. You know, Paul says something in First Timothy six and verse eight in this in this context of of those who who love money and the, the danger of money. But he says, if we have yeah. food and clothing, with these we shall be content. I don't know a whole lot of people that are content with merely having food and clothing. Um, Christians who have been Christians for a long time and are, and are growing in their faith still struggle with contentment. <laughs> and so when we look around and we find ourselves envious of, of people's uh, cars and jobs and houses, well, yeah, we're, we're what Scripture would say is that we're not being content. And if we're not being content, we're not being thankful. But I even say when we when we look at um, the the spiritual blessings that we can be envious of in the church, I, I think we've got the same issue there. And interestingly enough, um, I find it that sometimes when we're envious of of something, we're ungrateful of the blessings God has given us, and sometimes the blessings that God has given us are actually the, the the gifts and the blessings that are needed. So take, for instance, uh, Paul has a lengthy uh, kind of discourse on this in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of introduces it in 1 Corinthians 12. And he comes to this point about how all these various spiritual gifts, they come from the same source. So I'll, I'll read a, a few verses here. He says in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 12, mm-hmm. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. Mm-hmm. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. And he, he goes on from there to talk about the various, and in this case, miraculous spiritual abilities that have been given right. through the Holy Spirit. But Kenny, you're probably aware when he gets to 14, he, uh, chapter 14, he starts talking about prophecy and he starts talking about speaking in tongues. Well, it would seem that in Corinth, there were people who were envious and, and, and because people were boasting, but I can speak in, in foreign tongues. I can speak in, in languages. Paul says, well, that, that's a great gift. Mm-hmm. But if no one can interpret what you're saying... It doesn't do any good. Right. And so he said, it'd actually be better for you if you had the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And if you could prophesy and you could reveal the word of God to people, then all could be edified. And so he's dealing with, with, with saints because they are very divisive in Corinth. 
They boast about the gifts they have, and that leads to envy. But Paul is saying, actually, some of you guys have the gift that is actually the most needed. I don't know. Do, do you kind of see that as a as a problem that we might have here, Kenny? The idea that that we pursue things that we that we're, we're not well, it's not even that we're entitled to them, but that we often miss the things God has given us. And you know, you were talking about First Corinthians, the fourteenth chapter, which is right after this. I, I talked to a guy named David Osteen. I, I don't know if you know David. He's a preacher out in and uh, in in Texas. But mm-hmm. one of the things he said was. Everybody gets hung up on these spiritual gifts, and, and we focus a lot on on First Corinthians, the thirteenth chapter. He said, and everybody misses the first two words of of, of chapter fourteen, and and I, I and the, the first two words are pursue love. Mm-hmm. That's his argument. Yes, <laughs> the ch- chapter thirteen. He makes the argument that the best spiritual gift that we have is is love, and then his 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 command to them is. Now go pursue that thing because that's really the most important one. And it's, boy, I hate to put it exactly this way. It's a spiritual, it's a, it's, it's a divine spiritual gift that all of us have access to. Yeah. Why are you pursuing the things that are no longer relevant? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, It reminds me, I was talking to a brother, um, Oh, it's been a couple of months ago now. Uh, we hadn't really updated our um, kind of online database where we, which is utilized in, in selecting, you know, the men who lead us in service. And so we, sure. we've been trying to do that in the last couple of months because, and this brother said, you know, I just, I don't get opportunities and I, and I want to serve. Mm-hmm. And my comment to him was, and not that, you know, he shouldn't be given the opportunity to lead public prayer or to, to make a Lord's Supper talk or, or lead singing or whatever it may be. Yeah. 99% of service is, is service that is not done in, in front of people. And because we have the, these various roles where there is, you know, spotlight on that person, that's, that's only a, a fraction, a tiny fraction of what service in the kingdom is and what first Corinthians is talking about. And also, by the way, Romans 12, because Paul's making the same point here where he says in verse yeah. three, yeah. and I think it's interesting. Here, he says through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to have sound judgment as God has allowed to each a measure of faith. God has given each of us a measure of faith. He goes on to talk about how we're all members of the same body and we all have different functions. So what are we supposed to do? Verse six, we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Mm -hmm. Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service in his serving or he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence. He goes on from there. All these things are grace given to us from God. Yeah. And so if you're a talented public speaker, then yes, utilize that gift. But it may be that you're also just very talented at meeting people and and, and having conversations with people, encouraging people. So we can be envious of each other. We can be envious of the gifts God gives. 
But the, what we're doing in that is we're not being grateful for the talents that God has given to us. And I do, and, and Kenny, maybe you have some thoughts on this. I think sometimes we, we talk about growth and, and we talk about how Christians, as we grow, we ought to grow in, in, in all these gifts. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, I think that there can be some growth, but there's also, you know, natural aptitude that God is going to utilize. And so I may not, you know, I may not be the, the person that can just have a, a conversation with anybody uh, at, upon first meeting. I may never get to that. I, I think, you know, I mean, you talk about the, the, the image that we have in the Bible where we're, we are all parts of the body, but no two body parts are the same because no two of us have the same function. And I, I think about that, and I, 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 especially young men, I hear a lot of them talk about they, they want more opportunities to, to do something in the public service. And I, I understand that, and I don't fault them for that. Sure. If we're all competing for, for spots on the Sunday morning service, I think that I think there's a danger in that. Because one of the things that, that you're exactly right, Christianity, the minority of Christianity is on Sunday morning. The vast majority of, of of Christianity starts on Monday morning. Yeah, and so I, th- I think that's 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 really important. Serve people as you can at in the ways that you can. I think you could even say the vast majority of Christianity starts in the in the pew following the service. Oh my when, goodness! When, when you're when you're talking to people and and finding out needs and, and ways and opportunities to serve. Um, yeah. but just this this idea that. God is not looking for cookie cutter Christians where we're all the same. Right. That's not found in scripture anyway. There no. there are some parts of us that are the same. You can't read Ephesians 4 without saying that, you know, we have one faith, one baptism, right. one, you know, we are united in all these things, but we are different people. We have different skill sets. We have different strengths. And the yeah. point that these passages are saying is God wants those things to be utilized for the furtherance of his body. And, and so if, I, if I'm talented in, in a couple areas and I can, I can really utilize that, it doesn't give me an excuse to, you know, not try to, to serve in other ways. I should. No, yeah. But I'm never going to be what, what someone else may be. And that's okay. I have appreciated the skills and talents of other people. It's kind of like that Michael Jordan effect. I will never be Michael Jordan, but I can appreciate the talent that that guy has. Absolutely. And and I'm just sitting here thinking. And by the way, glad I'm not Michael Jordan. He seems yeah. kind of like a jerk off off the court. <laughs> but but I mean, I have enough talent to recognize that other people are much better, and and to appreciate the people who are better yeah. at things. Yeah. That that has been a true blessing for me. I don't feel like I'm in com- competition with most people anymore. I feel like I know what I can do pretty well. And I feel like I've learned some of my limitations and outsource your, again, in business, we would talk about outsourcing your weaknesses. Who, who, who makes up for the stuff that you're not very good at? God has given us a lot of reasons to be thankful. He, he's given us our own talents and abilities, and we ought to be yeah. thankful for that. We ought to utilize that. And he's given us a church where now we're surrounded by others who have differing talents and different abilities. And guess what? I should be thankful for that too. I shouldn't be envious 
no. should be thankful that, that God that God gives us these things. And I think JP spoke to that um, yeah. in his lesson on Sunday. How does overcoming envy help us in God's upward call? Well, I think the the previous question gets at it. God is love. Envy yeah. is in many ways the opposite of love. So if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm getting rid of envy out of my life, then that correspondingly means that I'm growing in love and I'm yeah. becoming more and more like God. I you know, kind of referring back to the answer you just gave. I mean, when when if you're going to be envious of anybody, be envious of Jesus, be envious of God. But God never calls us to be envious of him. He asks us to be inspired by him. Yeah. God calls us to to compare ourselves to an impossible perfect standard. Does that demoralize us or does that inspire us? Jake recently took up weightlifting. For those of you who don't know Jake, Jake is a skinny kid. He's always been a skinny kid. But every once in a while, he turns around to me and he says, hey, Dad, you see any gains? And you know what? There's a, there's a part of me that's really impressed by that. He's not going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not going to be. He, I mean, and there's not any reason he should be. Yeah. All he's looking for is, do I look better today than I did yesterday? Yeah. But the upward call of God is to be inspired by a perfect standard that the the closer you reach for that perfect standard, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That's, that's what we're, you know, when we're in the second Peter study, that's, that's what we're talking about. We are, yeah. we're becoming partakers of the divine nature. Yeah. And so the question every day is, am I being more like God? I'm not like God. No. Maybe in some ways they're getting better, but I'm I'm not God, that's for sure. Right. But am I increasing there? And if we're if we're getting rid of the envy, then yeah, then we yeah. we could say this: we're becoming more like Him. All right. Are you going to be back in town to preach next? I will time? be. I will be here on uh, Sunday. We're going to go back to our our theme for the year, and we're going to talk about how God's remnant gets to work, and we're going to utilize um, uh, an Old Testament account in Ezra about God's remnant and the work that God had given them and make some parallels there for us. All right. Well, I look forward to that, man. Why don't we talk about it next week? All right, Kenny. See you soon. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get to know us more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at the University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. The sermon we reference in this episode is in the show notes. We have all of our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. Until next time. God bless you in your walk with God.